How's everybody doing? Good. 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 Then hit fucking record. Let's go. I only got 10 minutes. Yeah, we're already rolling. Oh, good. So, so hey, we slap let's, it. Let's slap some numbers on there then, fucking slappy. This, this is episode number 218 of Slappercast, y'all. Excellent. Welcome. Monday, Tuesday, Slapper Day. Wednesday, Thursday, Slapper Day. It's Slapper Day every day, kids. Uh, let's let's kill first. I'm just in a, I'm fucking feisty today, man. Get let's kill. Anybody who wants to go yeah, first, that's it. I'll go. Why not? All right, go go, Chad. Um, you never go first. Of all people, today I'm going to pick on Rory Arberson. <laughs> I think I killed one of his songs before. I think I yeah, killed I you think you it. did. Did I? Yeah. All right. So so Kelly Navarro kind of challenged us to to kill songs from earlier than 1960. Mark Riddell, our our guest on the show, maybe it was last year. I can't remember. He killed actually uh, Folsom Prison Blues. Just to be technical, it wasn't one of us, but he did kill that one. That that's like 1957, whenever that one came out. I can't remember. So I'm going to kill uh, Roy Arbison's. I think it was a second. His actually a second single, uh, "Ubi Doobie," which is something he didn't write, and it's uh, yeah. just not a very good song. <laughs> no, and I think the only reason why anybody talks about it and people were fond of it is because he sang it. Who you know, talks he sang about it, it as well? Well, you know, he you know, he used to play it. Yeah, yeah, even at those last concerts he did in the eighties, he, he he performed it. So I think it's it's a favorite of, of you know the people who we really dig. Roy like that song just because it's him. Yeah, but that's the like, thing. Sat- it's like, like it's a tes- yeah. testament to him that he took such a crap song and it and made it legendary. It's because he's singing it that we're still talking about it. That's the only reason. But no, yeah. we're we're only talking about it because you're talking about it. We can forget it now. That's a, that's a good <laughs> one to kill. <laughs> So I, I'm I'm replacing that with I was mining through his catalog earlier today, trying to just listening to a lot of stuff I hadn't heard before. And he's got I mean he's got so much great stuff uh, throughout his entire career, his early career too. There's a lot of really great stuff there. But I, I happened to listen to his very last album, uh, Mystery Girl, which came out '89, around the same time he was doing the Traveling Glowberries. Um, has you got it on it? The song that I already killed. <laughs> so there's a song in there called California Blue that he co-wrote with Jeff Lynn and Tom Petty. And it's really nice. It's a very simple song, but it, it, there, there are parts in there that allows him to kind of sh- to stretch, you know, in that Roy Orbison way. Yeah. And Jeff Lynn, who produced it, uh, displayed remarkable restraint in the production. It's, it's very, it, it almost, it sounds more like Tom Petty's Jeff Lynn feel. It's very, you know, very solidly strummed uh, 12 string acoustic guitars. It sounds like that, that Tom Petty's playing. And uh, not a whole else lot going on. There's bass and a little bit of tropical sounding synth lines going coming in and out of it, and backing vocals which are way in the distance. So it's, it it does what it should, which is bolster Roy's voice. Uh, and there's I don't even think it's double. You don't need to double track Roy's voice. It's just really great performance. So I hadn't heard that before today. So highly recommend listening to that one. I guess you'd call it a deep cut. So. Very cool. Turbo, what you got? We're killing first. Killing yeah. first. No, I, I, made a joke. I made a joke at the last show that I was going to resurrect it, but I'm going to kill it. I'm going to do uh, Salt and Pepper. And uh, oh. <laughs> oh, great. What was the name of that song? Uh, all I know, it's got the line, girls, what's my weakness? And then everybody goes, man. And I'm like, I've been singing it all day. I hate this song because I sing it. It's one of those songs. It's like an earworm song. So I'm killing them. So we thought I- it was TLC, but I was like, it's Salt and Pepper. Whatever the name of the song is, it's I thought out. that was so. Shoop Shoop a Doop. That one that was playing wasn't that is that, that was Salt and that? Pepper. That was Salt yeah. and Pepper. Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, whatever the name of it is. I had Doop, it earlier, and then I Shoop forgot. Doop. Okay, I didn't know that was the same. My one. Windows brain just shut down for a minute, but that's all right. <laughs> that's the song I'm going to kill. Okay, that's not. Uh, is that 90s? 
Is that the 90s? I believe so. The song I'm going to resurrect, it's going to be, I'm going to start with the band, the band Unwritten Law. It's going to be on their self-titled album. We used to call it the Black Album. Uh, This came out when I was in high school. I think this album was out in 1998. I'm going to pick the song Kaylin off that album. It's kind of a slow, little poppy groove song, but uh, kind of a pop punk style overall album. But man, one of my favorite albums. Probably one of those bands, Patty, you asked me what band you think would be bigger. They're mid-sized, kind of like a Lesson Jake, but this was another band I could have easily picked, man. I Stacey and I were listening to it today, and she's like, man, this is, I forgot about this one. And next thing you know, we're eight songs deep on this record. It's one of those records I could play start to finish. And uh, so That's I'm going to cool. do Unwritten Law, and I'm going to pick the song Kaylin. And uh, on their self-titled or the Black album, I highly Very recommend cool. it. It's, it's cool. It's, Very cool. I've just been I've been on this uh um this Aussie kick and I've just been going back to to listening to um you know the the early 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 stuff and when uh, when Randy Rhodes died and um Aussie went out on the road he took uh he took a guitar player named Brad Gillis out with him and he was he was actually famous for his Night Ranger work which I could give a fuck about Night Ranger can't stand that band Everything bubblegum and everything pop. They were they were they were kind of like poison. If they could read, if poison could read, you know, it was that bad? It's to to, to me. It, it you know, like listening to to uh, just you know, like that that bubblegum, shiny, worthless, transparent, weak. You know, you know, and uh, you know. So anyway, I'm just, obviously not a Night Ranger fan, but good God, Brad Gillis on guitar. He stepped into Randy Rhodes' shoes and. Oh, oh my God! I mean, did what what any great guitar player would do? He kept the brilliance of Randy Rhodes, and he also added his flavor to it. But he also did Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. He did, you know, when, when they did uh, their stuff, he put his. I mean, he he modernized all that Sabbath stuff. Um, it's really difficult for me to 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 pick a Black Sabbath song that I do not like. Ozzy's got a few that I could that I can skip over quickly. Uh, Flying high again is a great song, but I've just I, that's the one I'm going to kill only because it's just uh, it's I've heard it so much. It's it's not necessarily a bad song. Uh, Brad Gillis, Tommy Aldridge on drums, Ru- Rudy Zarzo on bass, Don Ayres Don Ayres on uh, keyboards. Uh, spectacular lineup. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there was studio work done to to, to uh, so. Anyway, I'd, I'd kill Flying High again. It was just, it, it was, it was still a, a decent song, but it wasn't a great. It wasn't as great as you know, some of the other stuff. But the uh, there's a song on there called "Steal Away the Night," and it's just a, or "Steal Away" in them parentheses. It's uh, "Away the Night," but um, it is kind of, it, it's even poppy. It's it's got like a, it's got a really cool, uh, really really cool riff. But it's it, it's a, it's kind of a pop driven tune, and it's just a. It could open any rock and roll show. It's it's just a great number. Uh, it's sung well. I've seen Ozzy in concert quite a few times. Uh, the last Black Sabbath uh, run that they did, I saw him and took my kids, and it was awful. He was singing way, way, way out of key for the whole thing, and it was just very, very forgettable. But, um, yeah, Steal Away the Night, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Brad Gillis, Rudy Zarzo, Tommy Aldridge, good God, what a great number! And uh, cool, 
Yeah, it's it, it really is. It, it just it, it's one of those rock and roll songs that just I never tire of it. You know, it's a it's an old one. So yeah, I'll I'll do some work on, on my fifties and sixties killings, but you know, right now or you know, right now I'm I'm stuck in that Ozzy Osbourne thing. In that tra- you know, and I also I made the I made the 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 uh, you know right or wrong. I, I was you know uh, Ronnie Dio took over from Ozzy when they kicked Ozzy out of the out of Black Sabbath. And Sammy Hagar took over from David Lee Roth when they kicked him out of the band. And I was thinking, two bands that had decent success after the original singer, right? You know, I mean, it, it pretty, you yeah. know, they both went on to do, you know, pretty big things. When you listen to David Lee Roth and, and how just brilliant that, you know, I mean, any Van Halen fan, if, 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 if even if you came to know Van Halen in the Sammy Hagar years, and I detest Sammy Hagar, I'm just not a, I'm just not a Sammy Hagar fan. But if you, even if you came to know Van Halen in the in the Hagar years, um, it would still be, you know, you'd still go back and listen to David Roth and you go, oh my god, you know, that's incredible. And same thing with Dio. I think that even if you like that Dungeons and Dragons and rainbows and you know voodoo you know what you know it, it, ronnie deal was just very uh uh he, he was into all that magic and the dragons and yeah. the cauldrons and the witches and all that stuff and but even if you went back and heard then you know the, the stuff with ozzy I, I just couldn't see how you would dislike that you may not like ozzy's voice that's definitely an acquired taste but the songs never 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 lose their they, they just never lose that punch but I, I i thought to myself you know there's there's uh, i just couldn't think of any other bands that went on to have us maybe not as big success but you know still a large still did big work i was just trying to rack my brain you know how many other bands do you know that that did that you know iron maiden did well i mean they, they did really well they they i don't know if paul diano uh, could have ever. I, I still, I love Paul Diano's stuff, but I don't know if he could have. I don't know if they could have made the magic that they did with with uh, Bruce Dickinson with Paul. You know, I don't know if that would have happened. But you know, anyway. So I, 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 as usual, I spin way out of control on on these things. But it was just a. Uh, I had a lot of time in the uh, doing work in the garden today, so that was my <laughs> that was my uh, cool thing. So. You know when uh, Rage Against Machine changed? They, I mean, they changed their style, but they went to was it Audio Slave? And they had Chris Cornell sing for them. And oh, I never, I never did you heard, ever hear that. that album. No, oh man, it's good. I listen. Yeah, they're uh, I'm trying to think of some of the songs they did. I'll, I'm going to look them up. It's been a while, but that was one where you know it's the three other guys in the band and uh, and Chris Cornell, and I thought it was great. I mean, it well, was. I, I, it I mean, was good, I, I, I didn't even know about that, and I like Rage Against Machine. I like their stuff. I like that. Yeah, I, I bought I bought two yeah, of the records. Rock, you know, a little little less of the kind of rap rock, you know, but more yeah. of that they kind of shifted a little bit, but really good. I yeah. know uh, Pennywise did that too. You know that band, and when their singer left, and they had the singer from the band Ignite step in, and I loved it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Pennywise, and I like the original, but uh, I really liked him. But that now the original singer's back, so I guess that's one that didn't really stay, or I don't know the ins and outs of the details, but. It's kind of weird. Now you got me thinking about bands that have done that. You know, I wonder yeah, how I know. many. It, it, it was. How you know, mid levels or small bands do that. You know? Yeah. 
But you know the the Chris Cornell thing too. I I, I wasn't a Soundgarden fan at all, but I love his voice. I just think Chris yeah. Cornell was one of those singers that again, not Freddie Mercury, but still one of those in that in that uh, in that talent level. His uh, his voice. I mean, God damn that range and that you know. Yeah. So yeah, Chris Cornell was one of, one of those guys, you know. Like uh, again, I get you know, I, I understand why people like Soundgarden. That wasn't my wasn't my thing. We were a little bit against bands like that, you know, just because of that grunge thing. They they kind of took they took all the fun out of rock, you know. They kept the rock and they lost the fun, you know, and they just ended up <laughs> being being these uh, flannel, you know, wearing hiking boots and shorts, you know, jean shorts, and we just. Uh, just all I mean stuff that you know Larry the Cable Guy made, made a career out of wearing their clothes you know and uh, uh, that's about the funniest thing ever when you think of uh, Larry Larry the Cable Guy's career I was what I said was the funniest thing that was ever been a, attributed to him that piece of shit so anyway uh, moving on. Yeah, I, I don't that. think I ever owned a Soundgarden record either. I don't think I ever yeah. did, but I I did like what they did with that Audio Slave. I thought that was neat. I'm gonna have to pull that out. I think I have it still. I think I have one of the records. But now you yeah, said you Audio Slave, or, yeah. or or I thought you said Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, Rage. Well, it was Rage Against the Machine, but then they had the three guys, the you know, um, the band without Zach, the singer teamed up with Chris Cornell. Okay. So okay, then they yeah. named it Audio Slave. So they didn't name it Rage Against the Machine, but it was the same guys, just with a different oh, singer. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know Audio Slave. I know those guys. And I, I again, I, I didn't hear anything from them that I liked, but again, I, I'm not I'm not familiar with it, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked it. It was good. Going back to what you were saying about uh, the reason why you don't like grunge is that they, is it just like it's too serious? I hadn't really thought about that. Like, they those guys it is a fault for a lot of that music that they, they really take themselves a little bit too seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, it, uh, it, is it because it's all the kind of dark, um, moody shit, I guess, or. Yeah. Uh, well, I, again, I like I, the, I like, I like Pearl Jam because I think Eddie Vedder, again, it, like Chris Cornell is one of those voices that you just can't. I mean, even if you don't like the music, yeah. you've got to give that guy credit. He is such a brilliant singer and a, phenomenal performer however the music never never grabbed me you know just never um yeah so um yeah i was gonna say uh about about grunge typically or at least cliche cliched idea of grunge like not having a sense of humor i i I think and i know you're not a, a nirvana fan but nirvana i don't know if they get enough credit for their their music was was funny too there was a sense of humor in some of their songs, you know, it was a little understated, but even, even in like teen spirit, the lyrics were not really meant to be taken seriously at all. You know, but that was true for a lot of their stuff. But, but that is something that I think a lot of people, the Nirvana clone bands kind of lost. I don't know. The, the humor I, I, I would agree, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree. And again, I, I don't, I don't know enough Nirvana. Of course I heard, but I, I, that's a great kill by the way is, uh, Smells like Teen Spirit. Good God! Oh, I um, think even Kurt Cobain would kill that song if he was still alive. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he should have. He should have taken that with him. But um, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> oh. I was. <laughs> I mean, too, you know, too, that's too, snarly, dude. <laughs> it's, it's what I do. It's what I do. But yeah, he leaves I, I a fucking, note saying, 
Yeah. But yeah, it was just, you know, it, it was just one of those fucking songs. I mean, I understand it. I, you know, I understand why it was so big. And, you know, again, like the, the, the stone satisfaction is like fucking hell, you know, don't, don't record it. Right. You know, don't, you, you know, it's too, it, it's just <laughs> the lowest hanging, you know, just fucking stop. But I, I have to say, um, I have to say that was one of the, that was one of the ones that was just, uh, but, um, um, yeah, you know, again, you have to write what you what you love. You have to write what moves you. And I understand yeah. that those guys, you know, and grunge was so fucking huge. I hate everything that Stone Temple Pilots did. I hate everything that you know, some of those bands I hated just because it was right in that in that time period where where you know you had all this crap and, and everything on the radio just sounded you know more depressed and more you know crappy than the one that you know the song before anyway so uh yeah and uh I, I keep going back in my head i keep thinking of all these bands you know that replaced a singer i went on to do you know i saw actually i'm wearing a I'm wearing a uh a thin lizzy shirt right now that i saw um tommy aldridge again um on drums and john sykes fronted thin lizzy with scott gorham um and it wasn't it wasn't that they were trying to be Thin Lizzy. It was just that they that they wanted to continue the music. And if you've if you've ever heard, I mean, Turbo, you can attest to this now. That, that music just has to stay alive. It's so point again. You know, I know this is taste. You know, but you know, I've just said how crap grunge was. That just wasn't my thing at all. And again, it's not. That the music was, you know, that these artists were bad. It was just, it wasn't, you know, and and, and th- that time mm. in music was so, everything was so down and just miserable. And, you know, again, flannel and hiking boots and jean shorts and, you know, just unwashed, you know. So it was just, it, it, it was one of those things. I, I can't, there's nothing salvageable. There's nothing audible. There's nothing fun. There's nothing, you know, inspiring in that genre but again going back then few few years you know the thin lizzy stuff when when phil wrote those songs and they executed those songs live or on record i mean they're just they they're as just like roy orbison just like you know bruce or any of those things they just they will they'll just be they'll be around forever thanks to people like john sykes that have been flying that flag you know and keeping it alive you know yeah i think the grunge thing too you know it's kind of where they're you know where it came from right a lot of it's in that northwest you know i live there i know we used to make jokes when i moved there because i came from the southwest originally and it was a completely different scene now i wasn't you know and and when we got there i used to make jokes i'm like it's it's grunge and seahawks that's it but it's like they embrace it up there like it's so big you almost kind of like it because you it's just it's like their culture it's like a different environment so it's just amazing to me like where you live or where you're around kind of what you know what you're what you're listening to every day you know it's just it's wild you know but it's big yeah. up there i remember when pearl jam did a like a re like a reunion show or whatever you want to call it right we're coming back and they did that at the stadium there every single neighbor i mean they threw like like a like a neighborhood party they were so excited i never seen anything like that i was like man they just it was like their culture. They were like, yeah. no, we're going. You know? so, yeah. It was a big deal. 
Yeah, it's very yeah. I mean, I, again, I understand, I understand it, and I, and, and I, I wanted to like it because I had to listen to her every fucking night when I was bartending, um, you know, and and you know, and bands just torturing those fucking songs. So maybe maybe I don't hate it as much as I, you know, but I, I really did. I we were we had live music. I want to say six, at least six nights a week. Sometimes seven, but you know, five or six nights a week, and I promise you that you heard those songs every night. All the, you know, mm. so so. Ho- hopefully, these guys have a really nice collection of B sides because I don't like any of that. I don't like that stuff. But again, opinionated, and that's just. Hey, did I? Did I? Uh, did I? Did we say thanks to Bill Blades for uh, Bill's Blades for our uh, for our new modes? No, we didn't. Well, That's awesome. What yeah, a, we got what a, what a nice. Uh, I will say that espresso doesn't taste that good in it, but I'm I'm going to finish in, it in a brass cup. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, our uh, our friends out at Spirit Haven. Uh, oh my god, what was that like? That was yeah. great fun being oh out there. God. Such great people. It was um, like its own place, <laughs> planet, like, planet Spirit. You're in a different land. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's the way. Yeah. It is. Different planet. Yeah, so, myself yeah. and little Chris and uh, Lori Merchmaiden, um, we drove up the night before, and uh, this is a, this is on a huge ranch, just in a place called Flatonia. It's um, beautiful. I mean, gorgeous countryside, just just uh, right outside yeah. of Lagrange. How 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 how? It's got a. It's just got their acres and acres and acres of of beautiful trees, and and yeah, the thing I love about those guys too is they appreciate their surroundings and they love their land and they love their you know their, that environment and i just my hat's off to actually not taking it off but tip of the hat to those anyway so uh uh laurie and I, my, myself and little chris uh went out the, the day before and uh first thing we saw as we pulled in we saw a hawk take off with a snake and it must have been about a four foot five foot snake it was just like yes yes here we go and a big sign, watch for snakes. I was like, oh, they know I'm coming. It was start to finish. So we went up on the Friday and left the gear off. And uh, this is this is their Beltane Festival. From start to finish, like I said, we went up on the Friday night. They offered us uh, they offered us places to stay out there and whatnot. And um, but the hospitality, the stage, the stage was phenomenal. The the sound guy Jim, um, Chris, and uh, Cliffy and uh, all these, all the crew. Uh, oh my God! From start to finish, everybody, nobody could, nobody could have been nicer. And and, and like I said, they, yeah. they, this is their spirit. This, this is their uh, their Beltane festival. It's a pagan festival, but they, they uh, like I said, they worship, literally worship the ground that they walk on. And it's it was really it was magnificent to see the the care that they take. In, in uh, of the surroundings and I loved it there mm-hmm. was no a lot of festivals that we do a lot of places that we go you know this and I've bitched about this for years is you, you have your uh, you have your water your little water bottles like this and they'll leave cases of it by the stage and the band will come along and they'll take a sip out of one and they'll leave it they'll take a sip out of another you know just plastic balls everywhere and the older I get the closer I get to being a hippie, you know, the closer the closer I get to it. But I fucking hate the waste. I hate the, you know, the 30, 
30 bottles, 30, you know, little 12 ounce bottles per band member, half drunk. You know, you don't know who's is who is he. Just go get another one. It's just, they don't do that. They call it, uh, you know, pack it in, pack it out. Whatever you bring, take with you. So there was no mm. plastic bottles. They gave us a huge cooler, and they and Bill's Blades gave us the gave us our our beautiful brass mugs, and yeah, there was no, there was just no, there was no crap on the ground. There was no, I mean, it was just, it was magnificent. It was absolutely magnificent. Yeah. It was even the mosquitoes apologized if they bit you. It was so nice. <laughs> I mean, they just they couldn't. They, 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 no, nothing was wrong. I mean, it's 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 a it's a utopia. It, it's a it's a paradise. It was just phenomenal. It was just, you know, yeah. uh, uh, my lord, you know, my, oh, sorry. And then it's gone. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's savage. Absolutely brilliant. So. Yeah, props uh, too for a stone, tri- a stone Circle Tribe is that what they're called? The band before us? Uh, or Stone Temple Pirates as you, as you, <laughs> but you, but you could remember that. I I yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it was Stone Tribe Circle or Stone Stone Circle Tribe. Stone, Circle know, Tribe. Yeah, that's Stone right. I was I was really impressed with. They did a couple of covers which were like okay, but when when he really just leaned into his original material, and I didn't catch that guy's name, the lead singer, a guitar player. I really thought his songs were great. They were uh, very catchy and uh, groovy. He had this really cool, just kind of bluesy, earthy voice. So yeah, I thought that was I thought that was great stuff. I heard yeah, a lot he of seemed bu- more comfortable playing his own stuff. Yes. I caught that too. He seemed more comfortable. They seemed more comfortable when they were playing the originals. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, shout out to the food guy. Was it Ray? Who was the food Ray, guy? Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Yeah. Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Ray Ray's. That was good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, Jeff made Jeff made a comment. He said, and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. He goes, I don't think I saw one person on a phone. Nothing. Yeah. I was like, Man, I don't I can't even remember a time when that ever happened. There's no so, cell service out there. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's not much. You can't be on the phone. Take pictures, and there's no service. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's engaged. You know, they're there yeah. to be that's, present, man. It, that's true. They're yeah. there to be present. Exactly. That's that was the I, again. I woke up this morning, da 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 da, and I and I put the um, I put the guitar <laughs> I, immediately to the guitar. I just I jumped out of bed. I'm telling you something. If um, hey, stop it. And I hate I hate to sound again like a hippie, but there is energy in the earth. There is energy in the air. There in the water. I mean, just I'm telling you, there was something about it. It was I, I got about three or four hours sleep. I woke up early, early, early in the morning, straight to the guitar, started working. You know, just uh, worked in the garden all day. I'm just you know, uh, I'm I always love Slapper Day, but today was one of those days because we had we had visited an environment that was so it's just magical i mean all, all I, can, I can say they were the, the the spirit haven group they were they are so involved and so in love with their environment and they treat it so well and it treats you well there was there was just power there was massive amounts of power in that you know, in, in the people, in the, in the plants, in the area, you know, it was just, that that was a special place. And uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're just so grateful to them. They, they, they took care of us from start to finish. I mm-hmm. mean, just always, what can we get you? What, how can we do? Same thing with Jim, uh, the, uh, Jim running the sound. We're, we're always polite to the sound guy. You never, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you just, you don't piss off the chef, right? You don't want to eat that. stuff, so, right. Same thing with the sound guy. Got to be nice to the sound, but, this guy was 
one of those guys that knows everything but doesn't tell you. When you go to a show and the sound guy gives you his resume unannounced, you know, I mean, wait, 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 when you're when you're not asking any questions and he's giving you the answers, you're in for a shit night because that guy doesn't know anything. When you know, it's, it's the same in life. You know, if somebody's just telling mm-hmm. you everything about themselves, you know, they got nothing. They're fucking useless. Tits on a bore. He didn't flex. He didn't shout. He did nothing. They just didn't. And man, what a what a guy. Just ears, yeah. eyes everything on on the on the on us on the thing i mean he even he gaffer taped the cables down so we could move freely about that you know this is this is that, that that's that's top level stuff you wrote you know an yeah. hour an hour set minus the rain mm-hmm. but uh yeah. yeah we're just we're yeah, just I, was- yeah sorry i i i know i'm long-winded but i've been i've just been i've <laughs> just I'm electrified today, and, and and also you guys played out of your minds. Jeff played out of his mind. It was a there was a there was a there was a magic there as well. And and the people, you know, our our, our new friends at Spirit Haven, they they could, you know, they could tell they were, they, like like you said, Turbo, like there was no phones and there was no, um, you know, just just and, and Kathy and Peter, uh, Jeff's parents came out. They they had a, they had a yes. ball, ball too, you know. So yeah. Yeah, no phones, no TVs, you know, the things you're like. Ugh. Yeah, but yeah. I like to, though, when the rain popped in there for a minute, you know, they came running and tarped everything yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. And so that was uh, that was exciting. Yeah, I bet your symbols. <laughs> uh, they're resting right now. Uh, we had to clean them up a little bit. There was yeah. <laughs> one of them was like green already. I was like, oh, my God. Um, I did lose what looks like two mics, but that's okay. It's oh, not really? rock and roll if you don't have that. Yeah, I can't get them to fire at all, so I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, the it's not the cables on those, but it's all good. So yeah, I'm gonna let them sit for a minute, but uh, I couldn't get them to work this morning. All right, they. Uh, but drums look fine. Everything looks good. But we did. Uh, that was hilarious because the big tarp above me had pulled all the water, and we yeah kind of thought it was there but i didn't really notice and you're like oh i'll just push it up and get to go out the back and it's all push <laughs> i was like let's just go like let's just play yeah. like, like, you know, this we point, I'm like we're soaked let's go <laughs> it was more like of a canvas like tent than it was a tarp above us so it definitely was not watertight it was actually mesh it was a very fine mesh it wasn't yeah. even you know right yeah. so that's why so but yeah i'm sorry i, I thought i was going to get it to I thought I was going to get it to like oh, go be hilarious. Oh my god, yeah! But it was and the other he thing looked too. At me like I was like, yeah. "This is wrong." <laughs> but, the, but that's the other thing too. We, we because we were because we were trying to get the uh, just get get back to playing. There, there was a uh, you know I, I thought that we could get it all off in one because it was just coming through like little bits by little bits, and I was just like, "Let's get it all done in one fell swoop," you know, get it done. No. And of course, it's just Murphy's law. It's just going to go right down in your, you know, right in the spot where you don't want it, you know. So, uh, <laughs> it's like right on my lap, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was just so. Tough. But I, 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 I said to somebody, I forget who I said it to, but would you swap that for the intense heat that was before it, and which Ooh. the, you know, or 
Take that and the, 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 the weather that we have now. 68 degrees, motherfuckers. And it is, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, as you can see, it's just fucking heavy. I mean, I couldn't sweat right now if I fucking, well, I'm not even going to say that. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But, yeah, it was, I mean, the, 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 the temperature, the weather, everything right now is just so fucking amazing. Thanks to that. Yeah. Cold I felt like we played two shows. It was like two environments, two shows. Yeah. It was yeah, like it's one kind of true. super hot, and then the next one, I'm like, where are so, we? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was trippy, yeah. too, watching the storm just basically heading straight for us. And it was coming. There was a hope there for a second. It was coming at kind of an angle. It's like, well, maybe it'll just miss us. Well, that's why, that, that's why <laughs> no, I didn't it, stop, because the clouds, it yeah. looked like we were on the ass end of the side of the storm as it moved away. And we were watching mm-hmm. lightning strikes coming in, and I was like, man, we got this. It's a, you know, And it only rained yeah. for what? Uh, like a 20 minute? minutes, I think. Yeah. No. Yeah. It gets <sighs> between, between the rain and us cleaning up, we lost about almost a half an hour, I think out of that second hour. Yeah. But, but it, it was, was, it was much worse. Like off to the, Oh yeah. Off to stage. Right. It was, it was much worse over there. Yeah. That's so we, why that, yeah, yeah. That's why I kept playing. And, 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 uh, we, uh, we, we started back in with, uh, Ziggy by David Bowie and, uh, uh, our friend Chris, uh, his band had played the night before, and uh, they had, they did that song. So we, we the right. rain the rain killed it halfway through. So we started it back up again, yeah. and they were like, "I'm so yeah, I was fucking glad you did. did that show that that song." <laughs> uh, that, you know that was a yeah. You know that's yeah. St- and, and yeah again, that, normally that, we wouldn't have done that. Well, that song is for that. Sorry, yeah, no- that, we, we we wouldn't have played that song, but that song is for Kathy Duncan, Jeff's mother, who. Yeah. Huge David Bowie fan, huge, uh, and Jeff plays that song so well. So we had to. Yeah. Well, typically, typically when we get interrupted for any reason, like if a string breaks or power goes out, whatever, we'll typically start a different song when we come back, and then we we'll come back to it later. That's typically what we've done. But this time, like you said, it was <laughs> it was only appropriate that we swing right back right back into it because of the people yeah. who were there. Yeah, I yeah. think I take the back half. That was the rain and just rock and roll and let's go and like everybody at that point was like because i mean everybody went through the same little storm we all went through even the crowd yeah, yeah. and so but, I, I think i'll take it back after yeah they, they they certainly enjoyed the weather that you know that that cold front because we, we, we paid for it i, I got there at 11 a.m and it was it felt like 85 90 degrees i mean it was just it was pure sun it was a breeze every once in a while but uh yeah that was that was a that was a big day so yeah, uh, I was so glad we had a stage monitors because I couldn't keep my ears in. They just kept falling oh, yeah. out because I was so sweaty. Right, I was right. dripping sweat that every time I turned my head, they would just fall out. No matter how hard I pushed them in, I couldn't get them to stay in. So well, I was that, like, oh, so glad we had those extra monitors. Well, that, that, that's I what I forget it. I asked Jim if, if we could have the stage monitors. Basically, what we, we did was we put what was going out in the mains, we put them on the stage monitor. Because I had asked for that only because when we're not doing our own sound, again, and it was no slight on on Jim, the sound guy, it was, it was just because I didn't know who we were dealing with. I wanted to have it on the stage as well. So we were getting the mains coming back through us. And it was really cool because it just perfect level and the the balance and the the and the, also the clarity when we were when we were sound checking I was like this is weird uh, usually there's a buzz and you know we we don't have yeah we don't have the high end in ear systems 
in-ear monitoring systems that a lot of these bands have because it, it takes the, the, the gear itself takes up so much room and you have to have all this rack mounted stuff. And it's not only, you know, cumbersome to transport, but it's also extremely difficult to, uh, to maintain and to, you know, and, we we pride ourselves on being up and running quickly and all that stuff, blah blah blah. But the yesterday the clarity in the mix in the ears was just unnerving nearly. And it was like I say, mm-hmm. you know, the band I thought I thought we played extremely well um for the heat and for the length of time that we had been there because we we spent the whole the entire day in the sun waiting to go on there because of the Beltane festival, there's a ton of stuff, uh, a ton of um, activities throughout the day and everything was running on schedule. And, um, you know, again, credit to the, to the organizers because everything ran like a, like a, like a clock. And uh, we, we should have been exhausted and, you know, lifeless by the time the, uh, Hey, stop it. Uh, <laughs> The uh, we should have ju- we should have just been out of gas by the time we took the stage, and it it wasn't that at all. It was a it was a terribly fun day, y'all. Terribly fun. Yeah, no, yeah, it was yeah, weird. Yeah. I was like, I was almost home, and it was like ten thirty. I'm like, shouldn't we just get started? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy to be home that early, especially having driven that far. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about the power. I I, I wonder if there the, the, how how clean the power was and how noiseless it was either jim had some kind of really like super powered conditioner he was using or they just have a really good electrician <laughs> who surfaces the, the grounds there i yeah. just never have encountered that before yeah it was no generator it was just it was power you know from something it was just just yeah. brilliant you know mm-hmm. and uh and, and again credit to the gang at work in there because everything ran like clockwork and we were in and out and just and so so well taken care of mm-hmm. yeah so, so this weekend, uh, we're playing a place called our first time playing at Nineteenth Hole, which is a uh, it's a it's a new venue to us, but it's a it's actually it's a well established live music venue. Heard heard wonderful things about it. Really looking forward to that. And Saturday, back up to yeah. Grapevine, which is just outside of Dallas. <laughs> but um, Grapevine is a, it's a Highland Games. It's all ages. It is going to be. It's going to be there's three bands. Plunk Murray, River Driver, and Blackguards, and we are going to be uh, we're going to do a, about three sets with a very very special guest, a friend from years 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 ago. Uh, I used to play with this guy twenty something years ago in a band called On the Dole, and uh, he uh, he's from Scotland, uh, but he he's actually how do I say? Uh, no, he can read and write. He's actually, he's actually, you know, uh, no, he, uh, so a friend, great friend of ours, Mark Kenneth, and a phenomenal accordion player. And we are going to play for, Blaggard's going to play our first show with Mark uh, this Saturday in Grapevine, Texas, um, at the uh, at the Highland Games. And we are ecstatic. We're going to be, and if you are anywhere close, we would advise you to come out because, uh, it's a it's a wonderful festival and it's growing every year. It grows and grows and grows. The fest the Highland Games are, you know, huge. Yeah, they they're just they're they're just not messing around. The music is 
phenomenal. And the the again, it's another beautiful, beautiful place. It's right on the lake, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So all ages, yeah. And uh, our favorite Kate Scott is going to be there, and we're 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 very excited to mm-hmm. see her. She is coming to Ireland with us. You should too. Sign up at blackguards.com. Here's the link, and don't forget, we love you. Thank you all for listening and. Patreon, thank you. And yes, what do you think? And thank you again. In case we didn't mention it already, Chris and Lori for helping us out at Spirit Haven. Yes, made the day go by a lot faster. They're so cool, man. Yeah, they did all the work. You know, I, I know I haven't known them for a long time, but I'm like, dude, you guys are just so rad. Like, glad you're in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they, they. Got to do one happy. shout out though before uh, before I go. Do it. Uh, today is uh, today's the wife's birthday. There you so. go. Yeah, it's happy birthday. yeah, happy birthday, Stacy. Today is uh, No, well, Stacy's birthday today. That's today? what I was doing this morning. That's why you're so busy, yeah. Today. Oh, okay, well. Today. Happy birthday said, to, today, to the Wolfie. I always do random things like on her birthday. I never just do like a gift or sometimes I'm like, just get in the car and let's go somewhere. And she's like, you know, we just got back from Mexico. So it's like, what are, you, what are we going to do, you know? And so I go. She's been, she wants a new phone, so I go, let's go to the Apple store and just pick one out. And so we, she's like, okay. We just got the car, and that's what we were doing. We went out to the Apple store, and she's picked one out. And so she's like, fantastic. All right. like, all right, this is cool. You know? So she's happy. She's in there playing with it right now. Wait, that didn't come out right. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> she's uh, in there setting it up, and I'm like, I'm going to hit up a podcast. <laughs> fantastic. Cool. Well, well, man, I, I wouldn't, have even, I wouldn't even harassed you if I hadn't known. But happy birthday to Stacey. Sorry about that. Whoops. Nah, dude, you're all good. All good, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, the one yeah, boxy. No. Yeah, right. she's 21 today. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And you've been, you've been, you've been yeah, married. She's how, trying to get into the fort. How long have you been, been, married, long have you been uh, married, R. Kelly? Almost 13 years. Yeah, so she's 21 this today. Year you the math, you pervert. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Happy Slapper Day, you all. And, um, yeah. All right. Yeah, just yeah. Thanks for listening, and just to make sure that you um, you sign up for our Ireland trip. We got to have you, and also our um, our uh, you know check out our dates. A lot of lot of really cool dates coming up. So yeah, oh yeah, and speaking of Patreon too, uh, we just started doing something. I've been talking about doing uh, the Blackguards Archive series. Every week you're going to get something Ooh. from times past. So two weeks ago we got the the entire Slappercast theme. Which which has been dis- the old version has been discontinued from the show. We're going to be working on a new theme uh, in the in the near future, but the the entire Slappercast theme is like a minute and a half long. Most of it is not was never actually used on the show. And then last week we have an alternate take of Sweet Sixteen from Blagmatic. Uh, so there's there's tons of more stuff like that in, in the in the vaults that we'll be sharing, and we've got some rehearsal uh, tracks too. So there's there'll be something from the past and something from the current lineup every week. Very cool. Going forward, yeah, we should we should uh, put some of this Mark Hennis stuff on here for uh, uh, give you a little taste yeah. of a uh, little uh, new new flavor there in the blackguard uh, world. But um, yeah, we're delighted to have you all along, and um, you know, just um, we, we, we'd love to have you subscribe here too, and uh, you know, say uh, say hello to uh, Mother Satan when you're uh, when you're sleeping tonight. Uh, <laughs> I've got to get. I've got to get okay. out of here, man. I've got, I've got so much shit to do. I'm. I'm. I. I. I can barely. I can barely stand still. So. 
Dude, I, got, I got one last thing. I can't wait. If I ever meet okay. any of the guys in Poison, I'm gonna the, the, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say, "Can you read?" That's what I'm gonna ask him. Can you read? Yeah. In no fucking way. <laughs> so good. That's so good. <laughs> okay. And well, on that note, you, can you read? That's I think up. I think they're all dead. I think they're all dead. You, you're safe. Oh man. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, thanks right. for listening. Slap you Thank, later. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.